You're listening to the IPL Rep Show on the Top Order Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Top Order Podcast IPL Rap Show. This week, we're delighted to have Mr. Lipshaw, Mr. Baldwin, and myself, Mr. Binks, in the room to go through a plethora of IPL games. We're going to start off with the Chennai Super Kings and Delhi Capitals game, which was match 34 in Sharjah, all the way back on October the 17th. And we're going to bring you up to date with the Kings 11 Punjab taking on Sunrisers Hyderabad, match 43 at Dubai. As we go into the real business end of the tournament, so just four games to go for each team, and it's really hotting up. But that's all coming up on the IPL Rap Show on the Top Order podcast. Stay tuned. Baldy, I'm going to come to you first in a second, but we are entering the business end of the tournament. Mumbai Indians riding high at the top of the table, 14 points, pretty healthy net run rate, so 1.448 if we use all the decimal places available to us. Delhi Capitals have played a game more. They're on 14 points. Their net run rate, not too shabby either. We've then got the Royal Challengers Bangalore, who are on 14 points as well. And then we're going to debate this on the podcast tonight, but Kolkata Nutriders, uh, 12 points. Kings 11, Punjab 10 points. Sunrisers, Hyderabad 8 points. Rajasthan Royals, we reckon, are gone, don't we, with 8 points in 7th place. And the Chennai Super Kings, well, they can book their flights home, I reckon, um, pretty much. But we're going to cover all of that. Any opening comments from you? You've been following this pretty closely throughout the course of the last week or so. Well, we reserved judgment on the Kolkata Knight Riders season until they beat a side that was ahead of them on the ladder. And they've done that with a defeat of the Delhi Capitals last night uh, or Saturday night, uh, New Zealand time. So that's just shown me that they've got a little bit of material about them in this tournament. They've made a change to their bowling attack and brought New Zealand to Lockie Ferguson in, and he's been absolutely superb for them since he's come into that side. Makes a hell of a difference to their attack. And we've also seen the return of Sunil Ryan in the last game, and he made a massive difference both to their bowling and got some runs batting in the middle order. So we now have four genuine teams that are in that top four that I think can now win the tournament. I think we can include the Kolkata Knight Riders in there. And having written off the Kings eleven Punjab last time we sat around the table for this week in cricket, they've reeled off four straight wins to put themselves in contention for a, a race for the playoffs. So yeah. it's all to play for now. Delhi, that's a big win for, for KKR last night. K- mm. Delhi, you know, riding high, we've been talking about them the whole the whole tournament. And then for KKR to win that game without Andre Russell in the lineup. Yeah, really big and kind of sets the tone for, for them going forward. 100%. Up until now, they haven't been able to defeat any of those top three sides. So they're 6-5 and five now. Those five defeats have all come against RCB, Delhi and Mumbai. Now they've got one over Delhi, which is important for them in the context of being able to get into the playoffs knowing they can beat one of those top teams. Well, and of course, Owen Morgan has got the captaincy as well. So it's, you know, almost coincided with the resurgence, hasn't it? Well, um, I was going to say Lockie Ferguson coming in, but you, you can choose what you want. I mean, it, on the, you mentioned the Kings, Kings 11. It's been since the universe bosses turned up, right? They've, huge. They've been, they've been really good since. And they, you think about their tournament. There's so many games early on in their season that they could have easily won as well. They're going to be looking back potentially. I mean, I, don't, I think they might just miss out here, but they're going to be looking back and ruining some of those early games and going, geez, we really missed a chance to get in the top four here. Well, let's bring a bit of order to the podcast. We're, we're flitting around between games. Let's go back to match 34 in Sharjah, so the 17th of October, 
was the Chennai Super Kings and the Delhi Capitals. So Schnicker Darwan um, getting his side over the line with a, a pretty fantastic 100 at a strike rate of 174. Um, and again, um, look, I guess um, Norkia are a bit expensive with the ball, but chipping in with a couple of wickets. Rabada at the top as well, um, you know, proving the quality of that seam attack really to get, um, yeah, to get those guys over the line in that game. Oh, Baldy, I was just going to say, Baldy bloody raising his eyebrows as soon as uh, you mentioned Darwin. He's uh, He's been banging on about Darwin and, and you've got to pick him and all this fantasy stuff. And, and yeah, double double back-to-back hundreds for him. It's been an amazing little run here. He's had an incredible run, hasn't he? Never scored in a, a hundred in the IPL and now has back-to-back uh, hundreds in uh, one in a winning cause and I think the other one in a, in a losing cause, if I, if I remember correctly. Uh, but he's been fantastic. His part, opening partner, Prithvi Shaw, has been, been quiet over the last few games, so you'd expect him to bounce back. Um, but I think this was the game that really put the nail in the coffin for the season for the Chennai Super Kings. Yeah. I think we're going to see massive changes for them moving forward for the rest of the rest of the tournament. I think a lot of those young guys, even though MS Dhoni said they haven't shown him much, which is a really interesting comment from him, um, I think they're going to get a go. Jack Deeson was impressive on debut, made 30-odd in a, in a losing cause, but they can experiment now for next year. And from a fantasy perspective, you can just write these guys off for the rest of the season. Who knows who's going to play and who's going to do what for them. They're not experimenting a lot at the moment, though. I mean, other than Sam Curran to the top of the order, you've got a pretty established roster there. Faf Duplessis, uh, Duplessis Shane Watson, Radu, Dhoni, Jadeja, you know, D- uh, Bravo in the side as well. I mean, Chaha has been a real highlight for them at the, the top of the bowling order. Mm. Um, a little bit of pace off, I guess, has had a really good tournament. But... Yeah, they are really going to need to rebuild ahead of uh, IPL 14 coming up next year. Well, and that's what, yeah, that's what Donny's latest comments, you know, we're moving ahead a week again in, in our order, but that's what his latest comments have kind of talked about, that, you know, it might be starting in, in April, the next tournament, and they're going to be looking to the future. But it's sort of been such a weird tournament for them. I just, yeah, they haven't really fired a shot the whole time. You, you think that these big experienced players, you know, I'm pretty happy I jumped off them, took the opportunity, Binksy, to, to jump off them at the halfway point and uh, and move on to Mumbai because, yeah, they're just, they're just being terrible. Well, let's move on, shall we? I think we've talked enough about that game. It was a real easy win for Delhi, a nail in the coffin for the Super King season. So let's move on to KKR's game against Sunrisers Hyderabad. So Eliminator. Indeed. So KKR, again, taking care of a team below them on the ladder, 163 for five and 163 for six. So was this another super over game? Did we get to a super over? Yes, we did. And KKR won the super over. This Lockie. was this was the Lockie Ferguson game, wasn't it? So, um, yeah, this, this season is starting to build some momentum, KKR, and Sunrisers get themselves into a contest but manage not to be able to get themselves over, over the line. So... Um, I'm really liking what KKR are managing to do with their season. They're just building at the right time. And, and Lockie was sensational in this game. I think he had three wickets in regulation and then he had another two in the super over to, to win it for, for KKR. It was a fantastic game from him. A couple of interesting things for me in that game. So Lockie Ferguson bowling, I think, fifth or sixth um, in that game. So Cummins, maybe uh, Varon, Russell bowling ahead of him and then Ferguson coming on. 
Um, completed his allotment of four overs, went for just 15, and you, you mentioned that three for. And then the other thing to pick up on is Davey Warner coming in at number four for the Sunrisers Hyderabad. Yeah, Kane Williamson picked up an injury in the field and wasn't able to run effectively between wickets, so they put him up the top to have a bit of a bash, and he got 29 off 19, but that meant Warner had to bat down at number four. So um, unusual for him Why to bat. four that. rather than three? Yeah, so they they then opted to send the young fella Priam Gargan yeah. at three. Uh, again, with a little bit less pressure in that in that early stages of the game, and they were, I think, thinking that Warner would try and bring them home, and he got them really close, just wasn't able to get them over the line at the end there. And we gave the guys some stick as well for the likes of Andre Russell not coming in up the order for the Knight Riders, batted four in this game, and then Morgan and Kartik coming in and and doing the job with strike rates of nearly 150 and over 200 batting at. Yeah, batting at seven and six or six and seven. So uh, yeah. I still stand by that comment. It's, weird. it's just weird having those guys coming in so late. It, you're just missing out on your opportunity to, to get them to score rounds. I don't know why Owen Morgan isn't batting three for that lineup. Yeah, it's bizarre, isn't it? I think they want him to finish games for them, but the, the best batsman in the team has got to have the most opportunity to score the most runs, hasn't he? And it, I, feel, I feel like Owen Morgan's best opportunity, like Steve Smith with the Royals, is to be able to create a momentum and a tempo to their innings, and he's probably the best place to do that. But obviously, KKR feel differently. Baldy, uh, I guess everyone, we uh, with, with having so many people here, it's very hard to, to move along at speed. You better take us to the next game. Yeah, so the next game up on our slate is Mumbai Indians and the Kings Eleven Punjab. So Eliminator. This was, so this was another super over game. Um, Mumbai 176 for 6 and also Kings 11 Punjab 176 for 6 but this time Kings 11 kick-started the resurgence of their season by getting up in that super over eliminator against the Mumbai Indians double super over game I think was it if I remember correctly yeah. yep. yes um, just an incredible performance from from the Kings guys to to come back on that. Mate, can I talk to you about Glenn Maxwell? He's had a really lean tournament with the bat. What are your thoughts from that Australian perspective? It's been tough for Maxwell this season. So he's been batting at five coming in after, in this case, Rahul, Agawal, Gale and Puran. So it's been really tough for him to get any kind of momentum in their innings, and he just hasn't performed, I think, as well as he would have liked. Those guys um, have just been scoring so many runs, haven't they? Rahul's been spending so much time at the crease, Agarwal as well, and mm. then, yeah, Puran as well. Yeah, well, in this game, he was dismissed in his second ball. I think the game before that, when he needed the six off the last ball, he'd only faced four balls to that point, faced five balls in the innings, and almost won his team the game. I think by his own standards, he'll say that he hasn't had a great tournament with the bat. He's bowled the first over of the innings quite frequently, uh, but he hasn't been as effective for Kings as I think he would have liked, and that probably reflects in the in where they're sitting in the standings in fifth spot at the moment. But yeah, I guess Kings eleven getting him back in in the race at that point in the tournament with that super over win. Before we come on to the Royals, and we, we kind of said in the preamble, really, that they're, they're probably gone, right? They, they're going to have to have it feels a... feels that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, but they won this game in Abu Dhabi against the Super Kings, who really, as we've already discussed, have kind of really underperformed. Low-scoring game. Joss Butler, um, man of the match in that game. Um, coming in down the order, interestingly, so Stokes and Robin Upatha um, opening the bat in. Sampson, who's had yeah, a bit of a mixed tournament, but then, yeah, Steve Smith and, and Joss getting them over the line. Yeah, Stokes opening is such a weird one for me. It doesn't make doesn't make any sense to me logically, but uh, they seem to be 
sticking with it. And I mean, obviously Butler coming in at four or five seems to be seems to have worked every single time they've done it. So we can't can't bag it at the moment. The the weird thing I find as an English fan is, you know, Butler's been at the top of the order for England in T twenty cricket for a little while now. Stokes not really been in that role at all. And, you know, does IPL influence the, the international game as we move forward? Um but yeah, I guess in terms of the games that we, we you know we've got to talk about, you know, didn't come to a super over. Rajasthan won a bit of a canter, really, a couple of overs um, to go against one of the un- underperforming sides in the tournament, which moves us on to Delhi Capitals and the Kings eleven. So um, yeah, this was a real upset for the books, wasn't it? I think um, we, we talked about this Baldy in our last IPL rap show and. Um, we were talking about potential banana skins. We didn't see this one come in. This was the one that really surprised me. I had Kings eleven Punjab to, to go down in a heavy defeat to the Delhi Capitals. Luckily, I didn't wager any of that at the bookmakers. But you would think Darwin gets 100. Delhi should win this game. They really should take care of business with the and ball. No one else got more than 14 runs as well. No, there wasn't a lot of support for him. But, I mean, Kings eleven did a fantastic job in the chase. You have a look at those scores up and down the order. Everyone was able to contribute and keep the momentum rolling with great strike rates. Piran has had an excellent tournament for mine, 53. Batting at that real tricky number four position, it's hard to, to, to make runs at that spot. Maxwell got a bit of a go here, 32 off 24. And then Hooter and uh, Jimmy Nish brought it home for them um, in a tremendous victory for Kings Eleven, And that really, I think, gave them a bit of impetus and a bit of momentum to say, actually, we can beat the top, top sides in this tournament. And they've been going from strength to strength from there on. And Norkia missing for this game? Was that an injury boarded, you know? Yeah, I'm not yeah, sure. Daniel a, Sam's got his first go of the just tournament. Just a little, in, in little nickel. There you go. So Daniel Sam's got his first go of the tournament. Wasn't as effective, reasonably economical in the context of the game. Deshpande has been going quite well, um, but then copped a bit of stick in this one. So I think it's one of those ones you're just going to have to chalk it up that they're going to lose a couple in this tournament and this is one of them for Delhi and when on your fantasy stuff Rabada just keeps delivering up and and I mean you mentioned Rajasthan before Archer and Rabada just been the standouts on that front so let's not dwell too much on match 39 which was the Knight Riders limping their way to 84 for 8 and then the challengers Bangalore uh, making mincemeat of that target um, 85 for two off their 13. The only thing I'll say about that game, and, and I guess the challenges, we haven't really talked about them on this, this podcast so far. The last time we talked about them, Raj really mentioned about how their their best performance and their worst performance is there's such a huge gap at the moment, and that hasn't changed. They, they're they just demolishing teams sometimes, they're, and they're looking a million dollars. They're looking like a team that's just going to romp to the title, and then they just put in these sort of subpar performances, and yeah, they're, they're very heavily reliant on four or five players I would say and if those guys don't come off it's it's yeah they're just an average side in in saying that though you look at Mohamed Siraj in that game four overs two maidens three for eight I mean that's like an under 11 scorecard <laughs> it is and it's a real turn of form for Mohamed Siraj he's been one of the most expensive bowlers this season and traditionally in IPL cricket he's got I think the highest economy rate of of most of those frontline bowlers in the tournament but he was able to put in a massive shift here to get three for eight off his four overs but it's Chahal and Sundar that have started to just emerge as the premier bowlers for RCB. And when they're able to go at 15 and 14 off their four overs, respectively, regardless of what Siraj is able to do, 
it really starts to put the squeeze on and we're going to see that becoming more important as these pitches start to wear. It feels like the scores are coming down. Have you got stats on that, Baldy? It, it definitely feels like it from thinking but, about Baldi's it. Baldy's but... not got stats from his facial reaction there. <laughs> Damn it. Look, I guess what I would say is they're obviously playing the games at three stadiums. The groundsmen have done a fantastic job to get these games on. But, you know, we're, we're up to what match, um, I don't know, 39 in our wrap-up. So to keep that kind of momentum is, is fantastic. The decks are going to get slower. Oh, right? yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. But, I mean, even... It, it's, it's not even that the spinners are coming in and dominating. It's just that all the scores seem to be coming down in this last week. Yeah, so the commentary I've been reading from the players is that the decks have been getting slower and harder to get away in the second innings. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think we're going to expect scores more like 155, 160 playing 160 rather than 220, 230, which we saw in Sharjah earlier in the tournament. Well, I don't know whether that's deliberate, but that's a very nice segue into the next game, match 40. Rajasthan Raws, 154 for six plays. The Sunrisers, Hyderabad, getting over the line pretty comfortably. You know, they cruised really 18 overs to get to their 156 uh, for two. Uh, Davey Warner back at the top of the order, Johnny Bairstow at the top of the order, but they weren't the guys that got them over the line. It was Pandey and, and Shankar that really... Um, saw them through to a pretty powerful victory in, in game 40. Any notable performances or points to raise from that? I think it's the net run rate game that Sunrisers got out of this one that will be the most helpful to them when they're jostling on the same number of points against Kings, potentially against KKR if they slip up a little bit, although they're in the box seat now. this is the, the These kinds of victories are the ones that can kind of tip you over the edge in terms of getting towards the playoffs. Rajasthan are starting to slide, Yeah, um, I think it's probably fair to say. They've experimented again with their batting lineup. It didn't quite come off with Butler at four and Smith at five. I think they've got it right having Smith at four. I would I would ignore the left-hand, right-hand combination thing and have Butler at the top because he's the most damaging. And I think Ben Stokes is actually better placed to pace the innings and try and bring it home as a Absolutely. finisher. But Rajasthan see it otherwise and, hey, they're a lot more well-credentialed than I am, so we have to roll with it. But And really interesting, I listened to Johnny Bairstow talk after this game, and, and he even reflected at that point this run rate thing was going to be a big thing potentially for the Sunrisers. That was banking on them, um, and we'll come on to it, obviously beating the Kings eleven, which they you know didn't manage to do. But mm. um, yeah, that, that run rate piece was, was pretty key. Just one thing to touch on before we move on. Archer's been really surprising in a positive way for me with the bat. He's been really good batting at eight in that tournament, not getting a lot of opportunity, but he's been really good at the finish, trying to bang the ball over the boundary. I've been really impressed with what he's done with the bat. Mate, he's got good good eye and, you know, good levers, as they say. And, mm. you know, when the ball is in that arc, he, he absolutely smashes it, that big uh, bit of Adidas willow. Speaking of smashing it, Mumbai just destroyed the Chennai Super Kings in that game yes. 41. Unbelievable. So that yeah, Again, talking of an under-11s performance, that's like the Chennai Super Kings under-11s playing against the first 11 for, for the for the Indians. Dukok and Ishan Kishan, who I put in my fantasy league team going into that game as well. I was so stoked with that little <laughs> transfer. Yeah, well, my better half had Ishan Kishan against my better judgment. I, I suggested that she go for Rohit, but she went with Ishan Kishan, paid off handsomely for her. She was able to jump up a couple of places with that one, but not really much to talk about. Hazelwood got a game for the... For the Super Kings, and I think we'll see more experimentation. Imran Tahir got a game, but he wasn't able to be effective. Uh, not surprisingly, he hasn't played much in this tournament. But um, it looked like a real flex from from Mumbai to win. No wickets down in just the 13th over of that chase, only getting 114. Yeah, and Sam Curran, who'd catapulted himself to the top of the order, found himself back down in the middle order, and really the only bright point of that whole Chennai um, innings. 
well, only bright point, I think, him and maybe Faf of the whole of the whole season for them. It's mm. and yeah, you mentioned Chahar. It's it's been yeah very demoralising for them, I think. And and to, the fact that Donny's comments now, every single time Donny makes a comment after the game, it seems to go up on Crick Info, and it's everyone analyses it. It's just I think we just got to move on from there now and just kind of ignore them for the rest of the tournament, really. Well, absolutely, the ta- the table would uh, would tell you that. Um, as well so let's come on to the last two games we're going to wrap up so the Knight Riders maybe finding that little bit of gas at exactly the right time and um, getting themselves up against the Capitals pretty good performance from them uh, Rana 81 at the top of the order um, Sonny on the Rhine um, coming in with 64 as well yeah, I was watching that game and I watched about the first, I mean, in New Zealand here where they're all just at horrible times watching these games but I stayed up and watched the first innings of that game, and Delhi was on top, and they were really, like, it looked like KKR was struggling, and then they brought on Ravi Ashwin, and what are they doing? Bowling bowling spin to Narayan, that, like, that's been his go-to the whole time he's been smashing it, and they go on here, and the whole tournament he's been struggling, getting bounced out, getting all the pacemen have been getting him out when he's been opening the batting. They bring on Ashwin and he just goes bang, bang, bang and gets away. And they talk so much about matchups in this form of the game. So the, the, either there's a gut feel there or the statisticians looking at the, the wrong statisticians spreadsheet. statisticians have made a horrendous mistake because I saw after the allegedly. game they showed... Uh, that. Well, it's not even allegedly. I saw after the game they showed Parag, uh, Rana and, uh, and Narayan against uh, Ashwin in the IPL. And it's horrific. Both of them average or over 200 strike rate against him. I just don't know what they were thinking. It's bizarre, isn't it? When you've got Nokia, who's the fastest bowler in the tournament, and Rabada, who up until a couple of games ago has been the best bowler in the tournament, arguably, um, didn't bowl very much to them and they were able to get away. Up until now, Rana and Narine, in my head, maybe the stats will tell me that I'm wrong, haven't had a great tournament. Rana batting at three, I've been watching those scorecards going, he's not quite delivering there, but he delivered in spades 81 in this one, 13 fours and a six. And then Narine's batted himself back into form, batting down the order at number five, 60, 64 off 32, put it out of out of reach for Delhi. And, and what is pretty a, pretty much a damp squib in terms of their chase, really, only able to get to 135 for nine. Maybe it was tricky batting second on that deck, I don't know, but that's a pretty healthy victory for the KKR. And look, before we, we wrap things up, we've written off the Kings eleven um, several times and they've given themselves an outside chance here with this win against the Sunrisers and, and, and a real dent in the Sunrisers' chances as well with them getting themselves up by 12 runs in game 43 in Dubai. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's the thing about Kings eleven. as we, we touched on already, I, I think, you know, they're going to look back at this tournament. I, I still think they're just going to miss out. They're, they're just sort of that one game behind, I think, mm. where they really need to be. But, you know, they've been in great form the last five or six weeks. You probably, or five or six games, you wouldn't want to play them in the final, I don't think, in a, in a knockout game because they've got these guys. Even though you look at their lineup and you think, oh, their bowling's not that great and they're really reliant on three or four batters, those batters have been delivering and Mohamed Shami has been delivering and, you know, suddenly they're just right back in this mix. I wouldn't want to play them in that eliminator game, that first round of the playoffs, because Chris Gale could do anything. Puran has had a good tournament. And then you've got Rahul and Agarwal at the top. And those bowlers, not not tremendous on paper, not household names, but Chris Jordan does a great job. He's come job back into death. form nicely, isn't yep. he, Jordan? And, and they're starting to look like a re- pretty good cricket side.
So look, guys, just before we wrap up this wrap show, we've got the Mumbai Indians, as we said, at the top of the table, played just 10 games. So um, they've got, you know, the um, cliched game in hand at the top of the table, but 14 points. Delhi Caps, um, 14 as well, but they've played one game more with 11. And then the Challengers, Bangalore, 14 from their 10 games. Then we've got the Knight Riders, 12 points. Kings, 11, Punjab, 10. And the Sunrisers, 8. Are we locking in the Indians, the Caps and the Challengers for three of those four playoff spots, do we think? I think absolutely those top three. They're, they're just fighting for fourth now, if you ask me. And, and so let's go round the table. Who's who's actually going to get fourth? Who's, uh, to use another sporting cliche, peaking at the right time? Bordy, I'm going to come to you first. Well, I think RCB, uh, not RCB, I think KKR are absolutely the favourites, having just knocked off the Capitals to get themselves into fourth spot and to take that important win over a top three side. But I wrote the Kings 11 Punjab off two weeks ago. It was sitting at one and five, and they're now five and six. So what do I know? I'll take the, I'll take the Knight Riders, though, to, to close it out and get into that fourth spot. Yeah, it's Knight Riders for me, but I think in terms of peaking at the right time, it's Kings 11, but yeah. I think they're, they're just struggling to, to get enough wins that they're going to need. Yeah, I've got to stick with the Knight Riders. I had them from the start, mainly due to the Andre Dwayne Russell conversation. I know he's had a bit of an injury um, niggle, but yeah, look, I think that's you know the the right top four. Um, but I'd yeah, I'd probably just say you know Kings Eleven are probably of the other sides that are there and thereabouts, probably from a form perspective, peaking, but maybe just that little bit too late for IPL thirteen. Well, look, this wraps up our latest rap show. We've had to rattle through um, eight or nine games in quick succession. We are really into the business end of the tournament. So as well as regular podcast feed items, including our domestic captains preview coming up on the Top Order podcast, we will be back with you a little bit later in the week to preview the very, very closing stages of the IPL. But for now, it's good night from all of us here at the Top Order podcast. We'll be in your feeds very, very soon with more on the IPL and, of course, with our regular programming with the New Zealand domestic season. News, views and cricketing interviews. Good night.